O grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, once again, today I'm going to stand before you and tell you how to live. Oh, sometimes we don't like that, do we? We don't like someone else coming before us and telling us what, what we ought to do or how we ought to behave or, or what thoughts that we ought to have. But yet in our text for today, the Lord tells us how we ought to live. And he tells us for our benefit. He wants us to have good things. He wants us to, to have a good life. Oh, a while back I used it as an example of, of spiraling into darkness simply that your neighbor was more blessed than you. And I used that example of, you know, imagine that your neighbor came to your house with his new $70,000 pickup truck. And you were envious and, and, and you were jealous. And it maybe began to disrupt your life. Now, perhaps, you know, just to, to kind of throw an example out there, you know, that there you were and, and you were happy and, and you had your 2005 pickup truck. Now, it's 18 years old, and, but, you know, you're like the, the second or third owner and you've taken really good care of it and you know you washed it and waxed it and you power washed it to keep the, the salt of the Minnesota winters off of it and, and it's in you know pretty nice shape and, and just this summer you know you did the brakes and you put new shocks on there and you know you've been taking care of it and you, you got you know some of that special you know that ceramic stuff to put on the black trim you know to make it all as nice as you could. You, you take it care of it. Maybe your truck even has a sunroof. And you're standing there at your, your kitchen window and you're looking out at your truck and you're saying, my truck is pretty nice. And you're thinking about the work you did over the summer. And, you know, things are just so. And now here came Bob. Bob drives up in his new $70,000 pickup truck. You know, he's coming to show it off to you. And he had you come out and he was pointing out all the features and he told about how he custom ordered this and he custom had that done and oh, all of these things. And you're just getting more steamed by the man, right? Where's my $70,000? And suddenly your 2005 pickup truck, it, it, it wasn't so great anymore. Now, even though you put a lot of work into it, even though you, you've kept it up, even though you had pride in ownership just a few moments before, now you're upset. And now maybe you're even thinking to yourself, you know, Bob doesn't even need to come to my house anymore. If this is how he's going to act. What happened? Right, your, your attitude simply began to fail, didn't it? You know, it, it just started to go downhill. 
Now, now, Bob, of course, maybe he didn't even mean to, to slight you in, in any way. Maybe, you know, he thought that your pickup truck was pretty cool and he just was coming to show you his pickup truck. Now, maybe he had no ulterior motives. He didn't realize it was going to hurt your feelings and he didn't think that, you know, you would, would be the one who would become envious and you'd become upset by that. But, but there you are. My life isn't good enough. See, I don't have a pickup truck like Bob does. That's a, a simple example. Hopefully it doesn't happen to us that, that often, but maybe there was a, a day when you were, were weak or, or tired or you know something was just going wrong and it rubbed you the wrong way. Maybe you've been in that place where that other person, you were jealous, right? you, you became envious, and it made blackness come into your mind. Now, what does the Lord tell us that we need to do? Right? He comes to us today and he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Right? The, the Lord tells us the way to come back from that blackness Right, the, the way to begin to make things right again is to be grateful. See, a gratefulness is always the key. When things are going wrong, when our lives start to spiral out of control, it is that you and I would direct our minds to focus on the things we are grateful for. That's how we can be happy again. That's how we can be happy for, for Bob, who achieved a goal of being able to buy a new pickup truck in the present economy. That's how you and I can come to feel good inside once again. If we can be grateful. I know some of you, you, you folks, right, you're into to hunting and fishing, and, and maybe you've had that opportunity where you got to fly in a small plane, right, into the, the outback somewhere and, and you know, pursue your, your sports and, and your hobbies. And maybe you even got to sit right next to the pilot in, in that little plane, and you haven't explained some of the instruments to you. But when, when you're flying in a plane, they have what they call an attitude indicator. Right, we're talking about attitude today, and so that, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? But the, the attitude indicator is a gauge. It tells you if, if the plane is going down. It tells you that the plane is rising up. It tells you even if the, the plane is tilting, right, to, to bank into a turn, to either go this way or that way. So, so guess what? Now, when you and I start to notice, right, our, our attitude indicator is, is showing that we're going down, right, we, we, we need to be able to get the plane flying level again, don't we? Well, we, we notice that I, I'm jealous, I'm envious because my, my friend has a new $70,000 pickup truck and I'm starting to ask the question, where's my $70,000 pickup truck? You know, why don't I get to have a, a $70,000 pickup truck? And who is he to show off bringing his $70,000 pickup truck over to my house? 
We notice that, that we're going down, uh, we're going out of control, and the Lord comes in and says, here's how you get back from that. Right, that you begin to be grateful once more. You, you start to rejoice. You, you begin to pick out in your mind you know, things that are going well. Now, maybe you're having a, a really, really bad day. And someone comes and asks you, well, what is going well in your life? You say, nothing. It's nothing going well. Well, maybe you need to take a, a step back and you need to be able to, to say, well, you know, if something could be going well, you know, what might that be? See? And so again, coming back to my, my simple example, right? You know, you're jealous, you're envious. That guy has a brand new pickup truck and, and you don't. Okay, where can I begin to direct my mind? Okay, I, I maybe say to myself, well, you know what? My truck has served me well. It hasn't broken down for five years, right? My, my truck has been dependable. You know, it, it, it gets me around. It does the things I need it to do. Or may, maybe your your truck wasn't wasn't like that. Maybe your truck blew an engine last year. But you could maybe be able to say to yourself, you know, I was able to find a, a new engine for a, a thousand bucks, and my son-in-law came over and helped me put it in. Right? We we got to spend some time together. We we kind of got to bond a, a little bit out of putting the, the new newer engine in my truck after it blew up. Right? And so we can begin to find some. Uh, small things to be grateful for. Right? So, some things that, that we can look at. Right? I can say, what is going well? Okay. My, my truck has new shocks and my truck has new brakes. I put them in myself. Right? It still has a, a, a nice body. It still looks good. There, there's no you know, tears in the seat. Uh, we can find something if we begin to look for it, can't we? We can find some reasons to be grateful. And as we become grateful once again, right, then the, the blackness, it, it starts to go away. And then we find that we're doing what God has asked of us. That I can rejoice in any circumstance, says uh, the Apostle Paul. Right? When, when I feel like I'm downtrodden, when I, I feel like things aren't going uh, that well. Uh, you know, Paul, he went through some hard experiences, didn't he? Right? Beaten with rods several times. Right, you know, they had the, these rods with like a one-inch diameter, and they'd take them like a baseball bat, and the person would be, you know, just kind of tied or leaned up against the wall, and you take these rods and you just hit them as hard as you could. And for the Apostle Paul, he was beaten like that. Right, he knew what it was to wake up in a field after people threw rocks at him until they thought he was dead. Or maybe his last thought was, Lord, I'm coming home. And the rock hit him in the head and knocked him unconscious. Right? And he wakes up after that. You know, people hating him that much, throwing rocks at him until they thought he was dead. And he gets up. And he continues with the ministry. 
He knew what it was to be shipwrecked and to float in the open sea for a, a day and a night before he was rescued. Right? The, the little sharks brushing by his legs, you know. Maybe they weren't so little. I was wondering if this was going to be the end. He had all of those experiences. He says, guess what? I know what it is to be abased. I know what it is to have problems. And I'm here to tell you today, the way to come back from that is gratefulness. To set your mind on good things. To begin to think about what is good in your life. To think about the the things that you're enjoying right now. And even if it's just one, even if you're just in that place where you're looking down and I I say, hey, what's going well for you? And you say, nothing. There's nothing going well. Well, what could be going well? If, If you really tried, if you really thought about it, what could you respond today that is going well in your life? And you latch on to that. And you find another thing. And and you find something else. And and then you start to think about those things. You start to give thanks and praise to God. You say, Lord, thank you so very, very much. You see, if we get locked into that other spiral, though, right? Okay, I'm, I'm mad and angry. My friend came by with his new pickup truck, and I'm jealous. I'm I'm envious. Right, my, my truck is no longer good enough. See? If my truck is no longer good enough, maybe my dog, you know, is no longer good enough. Uh, my truck and my dog aren't good enough. Uh, you know, then it could get worse, can it? Maybe my, you know, spouse isn't quite good enough. Maybe my kids, they're not quite good enough. Okay, until I'm 80 years old and I'm sitting in my rocking chair, I'm wondering why nobody likes me anymore and why none of my children want to come and visit me anymore and you know that my life is a, a, a wreck because nobody, nothing was good enough. It's not where we want to be, is it? Right, your, your, your attitude indicator was showing your plane is, is in a dive and, and your plane crashed into the hill. Right? You don't want to be there. That, that's never where any of us is intended to wind up, is it? And so God comes and he tells us, this is how you get out of it again. Right? Yeah, he tells us, in this world there will be trouble, Right? It's not just, oh, hey, if you guys would just get it right, everything will smooth out and be perfect. No, in this world, there's going to be trouble. But guess what? If we can be grateful, we can pull out of that dive. And we can be the ones who live according to God's way. Yeah, that's where we want to be, isn't it? We don't want to be in that other place. 
Uh, it's also kind of surprising, though, in our text for today, isn't it, that, that Paul tells us, you know, almost that, you know, he has, you know, learned to, you know, face prosperity. You say, what? Wait, what, what, what is required to face a prosperity? Well, what does that even mean? You know, I, I, I won the lottery and I'm going to get $50,000 a month for the rest of my life. How, how do I have to face that? You know? But guess what? If, if our attitude becomes so bad, we can receive great blessings and not even be able to enjoy I hope that you've never been in that place, but has something really good ever happened and you said to yourself, well, I wonder what's around the corner. Just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know? I just drove my $70,000 truck into my driveway and I wonder if a satellite is going to fall out of the sky and hit it when I go inside. No, you, you and I can come to have you know, such negative uh, thoughts over a, a span of time that even when great things start to happen in our lives, we think that the tragedy is maybe just around the corner. Right? Things can't be good like this in my life. Right? I wonder if I'm going to get hit by a train tomorrow. Sometimes inside our, our own minds we can come to think like that, can't we? And the Lord also wants us to remember, you know, when things are going good, also give thanks. Right? Also, you know, build those feelings inside of gratefulness. Be so very grateful always. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. Rejoice. Now, how can we do that? We do it with the power of Christ, don't we? But that understanding that Jesus Christ loved us so very much that he died upon the cross so our sins could be forgiven. You know, that, that, that thing that you did 10 years ago, it doesn't have to haunt you forever. You know, we struggle to you know, try to come up with maybe generic examples of you know, what, what that might be like. Um, you know, I was uh, teaching a, a class and, and a young fella, uh, you know, addicted to a video game. Right, he's you know in, in high school, and you know his mom's trying to get him to do chores a, a, around the house, and you know she's trying to get him interested in school, and you know he can study and he can maybe go on to college, but all he wants to do is play uh, video games. And so he, he's getting you know into the kind of headbutting contest with his mom through his senior year, and finally, un unfortunately, you know his, his mom bagged him all the time. He, he just exploded. He puts his mom in a headlock 
And he says mean, hateful things to his mom. He even said, you know, Mom, I, I, I wish that you were dead. Okay? So the young guy's got his mom in a headlock. He's saying he hates her. right? He, he, he wishes that, that she would die uh, so she couldn't nag him all the time. Okay? And so then they, they begin to, to work through this. And, you know, immediately the young man feels intense guilt. Right? Now, how could I have done that to my mom? How could I, you know, lost my temper? How could I, you know, physically put my mom in, in a headlock and tell her that I, I hate her and that I, I, I wish, you know, that, that she would die? You know, how, how could I have done that? Uh, you know, his mom, a member of the, the church, you know, tells her, her son, you know, I forgive you. I forgive you, but for the young man, right? He is, remains locked in, in that guilt for a time. How could I have did that to my mom? She says that she forgives me, but how can you forgive someone when they act like I did? Okay. Uh, you know, for, for each of us, we maybe have some kind of incident in our life where you can say, you know, 10 years ago I did that thing, whatever that thing was. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, I wasn't that great to my mom and dad, maybe. When I was growing up, 30 years ago, I, you know, disrespected my dad openly in front of other people. Whatever the case might be, right? The Bible says we all have sinned, right? We, we all have fallen short. You know, there, there, there's something back there for each and every one of us, okay? And Jesus died for that. So that we could be forgiven. That young man doesn't have to walk around 10 years later saying, boy, I wonder if I'm going to get struck by lightning today because of what I did to my mom 10 years ago. None of us have to walk around and, and, and say, you know, when bad things happen to me, I guess it, it's just coming my way because of, of something I did in the past. You know, Jesus says he forgave our sins. He forgave all of them. He forgave 100% of them. It wasn't just he made a down payment to get me a, a car and help me on my feet, but now I got to make the monthly payments to keep it up with the bank. No, Jesus said he paid for it all. Now my, my sin is washed away. I don't have to worry about that the other shoe is going to drop. Right? I, I don't have to think that something bad has got to happen to me and I can't ever experience anything good without some tragic consequence. I can enjoy the good times. I, I can enjoy the, the prosperous times. I, I can be grateful for everything God has done. You see, dear friends, that is the plan that God has for us. He wants us to be able to have that joy, peace and joy and love, a freedom in my soul, in my conscience, right? The ability to come back from bad days by concentrating on what is good. 
and the ability to enjoy the good things. Because I'm reflecting upon the things that are good. Dear friends, that is how our Lord would have us to live. To be grateful. To be able to direct our own minds along that path. To be able to say inside, I'm happy for my friend Bob, who has a, a new $70,000 pickup truck. And my pickup truck, it's fine for me. A simple example. And yet, it affects us in so many ways, doesn't it? God loves you. He wants you to have happiness and joy and peace and love in your lives. And the way to gather more of that is to simply be grateful to him. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds and now and always. Amen.